live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening. Welcome to The Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. And of course, as you know, every week on the show, we tackle, as the show name suggests or informs, a burning issue. Now, tonight we are going to be looking at the 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children. And of course, just before the show, you have heard about the Muslim Judicial Council and its program also to ensure that gender-based violence comes to an end. There are so many organizations working to make this end and still it continues. So this evening, let's get into it. So probably one of our country's most pressing social issues is violence against women and children. South Africa has seen a groundswell of anger around gender-based violence and many high-profile rapes and murders of women over the past few months has been a tipping point in how we deal with this crisis. Now, following the arrest of two suspects in the Jesse Hess case two weeks ago, we want to understand the significance of forensic evidence in, in sexual assault cases. One of the most concerning things that has emerged so far in the Jesse Hess investigation is that according to the family, forensics departments tasked with processing the evidence related to the Hess case have been inefficient. Two months after her murder, the family says still no DNA evidence or fingerprint evidence has been released. The suspect, a relative whom police had taken in for questioning, has been released though. He was only arrested three weeks ago after he was linked to the rape of a 15-year-old girl in Hanover Park. And this begs the question, if the DNA evidence had been concluded sooner, surely another girl would not have been raped by the same suspect. Now, of course, this is all opinion for now. I mean, this is just us thinking aloud, you know. But this evening we chat to the DNA Project about why forensic evidence is so crucial to successful prosecution of sexual assault cases. We also hope to get the MEC for Community Safety, Albert Fritz, online a bit later, as his department has been monitoring the concerns around this. Um, and also, I just want to say, as background information, of course, um, the annual, uh, if I can call it, event or campaign by the South African government has officially kicked in from the 25th of November and that of course is the 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children campaign it's a 16 days campaign it's a United Nations campaign which takes place annually from the 25th of November which is the International Day of No Violence Against Women to the 10th of December which is International Human Rights Day and other key commemorative days during this period include World AIDS Day on 1st of December and the International Day for Persons with Disabilities on the 3rd of December every year but now we want to welcome to burning issue our first guest and our first guest is Javu Baloy from the Commission for Gender Equality and we want to talk to Javu around the legal aspects or rather um, you know the concerns that we have raised earlier that shouldn't DNA forensics evidence and investigations be you know Shouldn't there be some Vuma in this? You know, could we be saving lives? Java, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. 
Assalamu alaikum and good evening and uh, to all the listeners of Voice of Cape Town. Walaikum salam, Javu. It's so nice that you've greeted our listeners in, uh, in, in, in their own greeting. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I, I contend with you wholeheartedly. And it, it, it pains me, not only me, but people who work with me, that today, in this day and age, issues of rape kits, forensic issues are still lacking in our hospitals, in our po- uh, po- po- police station. We had subpoenaed the police on the 28th of May this year to say, when are you going to dispute these issues all over, fast track the backlogs, because these perpetrators are multiple. It's not. It's not an opinion or uh, it's, it's it's speaking loud. It's a fact. Because the moment they know that you know the police are on to them, they know that you know someone. They go on a rampage and do it again. So that those some of the rapes could be. The moment the police get sued for overlooking evidence where they were supposed to provide evidence, the sooner the better. Because that will help our our, our country. Because. They will know that, you know, they've already, like in JCH's case, they've released the perpetrators, the alleged perpetrators. Like today, in um, uh, the, the, the lady who has been stabbed 52 times in the far north of Limpopo, there's supposed to be forensic evidence that's supposed to be pr- pr- uh, presented so that we know these people, if they profile them, we know who are they. And the police are dragging their feet in these things. And this is what worries us as a Commission for Gender Equality. And we have... They've promised, they've come with time frames, we've seen the rape kids, but the backlog, it's, it can't be, uh, we can't emphasize enough that, you know, it's a serious issue on forensic evidence. So let us get into the detail of this, because we know that President Cyril Ramaphosa has unveiled his emergency action plan to tackle gender-based violence. And when yes. he did so, he spoke about measures to strengthen the criminal justice system. He said, in fact, that government must reduce the gender-based violence case backlogs at forensic laboratories. So what ideally should government be doing and how should they prioritize this? It is very, it is very simple. Some of the things, it doesn't need money. It, 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 it needs the resources that they have. They've got a lot of police, uh, police vans and police officers throughout the country. When they investigate sensitive cases of gender-based violence, they mustn't see, send these young boys and girls, uh, young men and women from Ochoron coming from um, training and to, to investigate such sensitive cases, or the ones from Pito. There must, there must be a specialized unit throughout the provinces. That deals decisively with it, and it will be a pool of experts that understand this issue. That's number one. Number two, they're supposed to be very welcoming. There will be social psycho, uh, social counseling of the, the, the victims so that they can come forward with the evidence. Because some of them, they know who have done this, but they're afraid to come forth because the very same police at some in some instances let the information out that do you know who uh, that person is naming you there? And later on, the, the the poor girl or the poor boy or the poor woman will end up being killed or threatened timelessly because there's no protection from some of the unethical police officers. That doesn't need money. What needs money is that you know there's supposed to be forensic training of our social workers. We need forensic social workers in our council. That will also do the counseling, clinical psychologists in numbers. What we have now, we have got lots of social workers who are not working, who have been trained by government. Why can't unleash those people to work with the SAPS, deal with the issues of, uh, of, of counseling, and also train them in the issue of investigating 
That doesn't need money. People are there. Then what needs the 1.6 billion, which is there? Tackle the backlogs because the gender-based violence cases it takes forever to prosecute. We are surprised of late that you know they prosecute them very fast, but that those that you know people are still worried that you know six years, five years, four years because of forensic evidence. How many times have the person who has before has continued to rape while that there's still a backlog of uh, the forensic evidence? Some well, of this, mm-hmm. some, some of these things need political will. Um, I, I'm glad um, we know. Um, uh, Mr. Al- uh, M.C. Albert Fritz in the Western Cape. He has been working with the Commission for Gender Equality and is doing a whole lot in that province. Only if they can give resources to him. And the other MECs in other provinces, the other people, even the National Police Commissioner is willing. But are they all the police officers willing to assist? So you are saying some things don't need necessarily more resources, but other things might need more resources. That's kind of what I'm picking up. I mean, are we saying that we do not have enough people who can do this forensic type of work within the police structure, in the investigations units? Without that much. Without that much, because this thing, this backlog is very serious. Without that much that they have the forensic people. Because when we're talking, uh, you remember even the previous acting police commissioner, uh, uh, Pasan, Komuto Pasan, you will say that, you know, there's a backlog and they used to work there. They will say this and this and that and that. But we have got National Health Institute uh, Laboratories of South Africa. That if they can be given money and resource also, they can do it very quickly. The only thing is that they're not being paid by respect, uh, respective provincial governments. So if that can happen, I am telling you, we can be moving very fast. We'll know that they can link my DNA with something else if I've done something wrong very fast. They will be able to come and arrest me if I've raped before and they find my evidence. That forensic evidence is very crucial. Lot of Because we don't want to end up arresting wrong people on the, on the balance of probabilities that this could be the one. But with forensic evidence, we can arrest the real perpetrators and lock them away for the longest time. Okay, now that brings me to the next question. You're kind of talking in that direction already. So this is, I mean, I want to highlight the reason why forensic testing is crucial. We need to understand yeah. why, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you want to elaborate on that point? I mean, you're saying it's important. Obviously, we, we don't want to arrest the wrong people, right? Y- yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, you know, usually when companies or organizations that have budget, you know, usually when they have a a, an, a a backlog or a task that they can't complete, they outsource that, they get another company to do the work and they get on with the job and they and they pro- and they progress. Now it seems almost like you you know there is a backlog here, but why is it then that they don't I mean you had suggested and I like your suggestion of taking off the one point six billion Rand in the budget towards getting some more of the forensics uh forensic work done. I mean do you think it, I mean, do you, are, are you suggesting then that's a good idea, go to the private sector, maybe go or, or employ more people? Or how how would that work? A perfect scenario, it will be more public, uh, public-private partnership. A, 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 a perfect scenario, it will be giving money to the civil society, which have been so for us in the fight of the sketch of gender-based violence. A perfect scenario will be giving some of that money to, uh, outsource the work or maybe give it to national health insurance uh, laboratories to do the work for them. A perfect scenario will be giving some of the money to the Commission for Gender Equality to do more sensitization, more outreach, engaging with the kids at the lower level and everyone else throughout the country and also buying slots from you to talk to our people on the ground about gender violence 
Because we need more of the awareness. We need some people, you know, they're being abused, but they don't know where to go. We need more shelters that can provide accommodation for the abuse so that they don't remain there. That will be the perfect scenario for us as a Commission for Gender Equality and educate society about the ills and the danger of this. A more perfect scenario, it will have forums which will engage the men. And also to talk to men because we are the perpetrators of gender-based violence. We are the rapists, we are the killers, we are the murderers. We, did, we, do, we do all the gory things. So we mustn't run away to say, no, you and I, we're not doing it. Because someone is doing it, we need to take responsibility also to say, but not collective responsibility to say, what are we doing in our own space? Because, you know, they're doing this. That will be the perfect scenario in order to alleviate the backlog and the scale of gender-based violence. Jabba, we're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'd like to continue. I've got a few more questions that I want to ask you. And I'd like to also invite our listeners to participate in the program. You are more than welcome to give us a call live on air if you want to contribute to comment on anything that Jabba has been saying. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442-3530. You can also send us a WhatsApp to the number 07. 07- 272-238-0712 that is 072-238-0712 and let me just read the disclaimer that the views expressed in the program are not the views of the voice of the KPS management or staff Live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm Yazid Kamaldin, your host. And online we have Javu Baloy. He's from the Commission for Gender Equality. And he's been raising some very important points around how DNA investigations and sexual violence cases, how the lack of evidence or the lack of forthcoming evidence um, due to perhaps a slow process of investigations by the police is in fact ensuring that potential rape, that potential, that actually that rape continues. Let's just be blunt and get to the point. We've seen incidents now, and or an incident just... Um, let me just get my facts right. We've seen a recent incident, of course, of Jesse Hess. Um, you know, the suspect was arrested only two weeks ago, and, you know, this person was only arrested after he was linked to the rape of another 15-year-old girl in Nova Park. And as we had mentioned earlier in the program, this begs the question, if the DNA evidence had been concluded sooner, surely another girl who did not have been raped by the same suspect. That is really what we're coming down to. Now, Javu, we know that you also, or the Commission has court monitoring, monitoring processes in place. Now, has the Commission identified other systematic issues that result in long delays in prosecuting gender-based violence cases? Yes, we have. We have identified those things. You see, I'll tell you what. That's the thing that I, um, I was alluding on, uh, to earlier on. One of the cases, as much as want to blame the judges, the judges work with the evidence that is presented before them, that is collected by the investigating officer and handed, and the prosecutor will prosecute the case. The judges merely pass the sentence, and that's where people should begin to understand it. But however, you'll find that, you know, if the, defend, uh, the, 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 the offender or the alleged perpetrator has got an astute lawyer, they'll drag the case forever. We had such a case uh, in... Uh, 
in somewhere around Gauteng uh, in Hamaskara for seven years until we got involved. Because some of the things that those loopholes, the peak loopholes, peak loopholes, and based on um, unsubstantiated evidence, the case is thrown out and it, it's, it's taken the family seven years. And, you know, to, to prosecute. So that's some of the things that, you know, we find that, you know, there was no prioritization of gender-based violence cases, even by the court role, uh, by whoever put it in the, in the role. Those are some of the things that we say it should be done away with. The systematic issues also is that you find that a, a court a case is not uh, um, um, given um, a, a judge or allocated a magistrate. And then when or maybe judges rescue themselves based on certain things, and it takes forever. But those are the things that you know we have said as a commission should be done away with and be dealt away with. And should they do something like that? Gender-based violence cases have given priority the same way in which we treat racism in the country. Gender-based violence cases should be treated the same way. We should be getting hard for all of us. I'm sorry to use the language to say not in our name this will happen. Even the judges, we're glad. In the Uyulanda Border, Border case and Mpumezile Jezile case in the Western Cape, the prosecution was was passed similarly in Oscar Pistorius. Why can't they do the same and send specialized people to investigate so that we can avoid these long delays? Mm-hmm. And don't worry, the people of Cape Town are very, very familiar with that word. In fact, there's a, uh, a, a movement here called <laughs> Hatful Cape Townian. They were on this oh, very uh, program not so long, well, a while ago. Thanks. Yeah. So, look, I just want to acknowledge some of the WhatsApp messages that we have received because, of course, our listeners are very much part of our program and their contributions are valued. Listen, if you do want to contribute to our show this evening, if you have any opinions or thoughts on this, even personal experience in waiting for the police to conclude forensic investigations in a particular matter, do feel free to give us a call and share your story. Our number in the studio live on air is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442. 3530. You're also more than welcome to send us a WhatsApp to the number 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. And let's look at some of the WhatsApp messages that we have received. Listener 86991 says, activism without government changing the laws um, is fruitless as stalking and marching only highlights the problem with no meaningful solutions. No wonder our our gender-based violence stats are staggering. We have an incompetent police and justice system, and that is they have made a habit of letting us down. So, I mean, what do you think of that comment? That's from an ordinary citizen. That's the feeling that they have. I I think the citizen is up to something. You know what? We need to look at the Criminal Procedure Act of 1977 as amended. That is it helping us when we know for sure that somebody is, has raped a child, has raped a vulnerable woman or disabled woman somewhere, somewhere in Kailicha, Langa, uh, Hanover Park, and then that person gets out caught on bail because we say there's a right of the individual because the Constitution allowed that. Those are things that we need to look at that we start changing the law. We'll, we might even be sing, singing every day and talking every day. But the issue, the emphasis is that we need to make sure that, you know, those people, and also, the way there were Facebook messages today circulating and, and, and Twitter messages 
of the prisoners who are in prison, brying, doing everything else. Are we saying that, you know, prison should be uh, are being treated with kids' love? Those are some of the things that the, 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 the people on the ground are, are complaining about. And I'm glad that listeners raised that. It's pertinent uh, as much as, you know, it's raising anger, but we understand the anger of the people because we cannot allow situations like this whereby the... the, 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 the the, 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 the killers or the perpetrators of this heinous crime are being given, they're even going to school uh, in our taxpayers' money. Uh, those, you know, who are left with scars outside here might not even go to school. Some might even leave school because of the stigma. Those are some of the nitty-gritties that we need to look at as, as a country, as people. But not necessarily blaming the government because now we have got the political will from the president of the republic. We have got ministers working very hard. We have got MEC like Albert Fritz, Red, MEC, uh, Mayor Dan Plato, and others. That we have worked with. Uh, we have got uh, the voice of Cape Town that has been advocating the gender-based violence uh, awareness case and cases and, and gender equality issues. So what we need to do, we need to sit down and introspect. Is our constitution not supposed to be amended somewhere to deal decisively with gender-based violence cases? I mean, coming back to the main topic, you know, that we raised at the beginning beginning of the show, DNA evidence and forensic testing um, is a systematic letdown. You know, it's a systematic problem. Um, I mean, at what point will we see change? Are you, is your organ, is the commission going to be monitoring this? I'm just curious to know because what's the point also of having a talk show no, when we no, don't no, see No, 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 it's yeah. not only monitoring. Mm. It's only, we are doing something about it. Remember I told you like, last year in September 30th, we subpoenaed the National Police Commissioner. He came with few of his duties. This time on the 28th of May, we subpoenaed the National Police Commissioner. He came with all the, almost every uh, provincial commissioner. One of the things that, you know, they said help us also in order to take this information down. We have begun to a process uh, where we're engaging with uh, brigadiers, lieutenant general, major generals, working well with them. We'll bring them back again because some of the things that you're raising, we want to bring them again to say, there's a lady here, they've promised the rape kids, yes, they've delivered. But the forensic issues is a challenge. Now we are talking about it. Other stations that have called us are talking about it. The forensic is still a backlog. So the commission will deal decisively with this issue. It's not about monitoring. It's about action also that because the commission has got power to do something about it. We are also mandated by the constitution to hold everybody accountable and subpoena. We can do seizure and subpoena, but we don't do that. We, we want to engage people holistically so that they can work within the framework of the law by themselves without being forced to do something. So what Necessary, will never happen. There will be feedback from the police. We have given them time frames, which you know they are still checking and doing their own nitty gritties. That's what we'll do. We'll monitor the courts also, though we have got limited personnel throughout the country. Yeah, but you know the police will will engage with them and find out that this issue is an issue of the past, so that people cannot do things with impunity, rape today and tomorrow rape. And the kids are no longer safe. They are being uh, this December time. That's why I'm glad that we we have got this opportunity. This December time, people must guard against their kids walking, roaming the streets unattended, and when they're playing, they must have sight of them. They yeah. mustn't allow yeah. them to walk distances, so that you know we can. Uh, 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 Swat these uh, offenders and uh, these uh, perpetrators of, of, of what they usually do because we are vigilant enough also ourselves. Chavo, I've got three minutes left before we have to go for the Maghrib prayer. What I would like to ask you is about um, 
just to understand something, is it just to get back to the the system, the 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 the, the place, the police rather system, you know, where these DNA investigations are being done, the forensic um, evidence needs to be collected. I mean, just to 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 confirm. I mean, what did the police commissioner say? Are they saying that they don't have enough staff? I just want to get back to that. No, no, they didn't say it's not about staff. Remember. They were just saying they were it got backlog. Uh, there were challenges because you know it, 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 one of the things that you know there are limited people within the forensic division, and they will stop that the division. They will increase the the, the, the the human resources. That's one element that it is missing. So, do they need That's to what, increase the human resources? I'm sorry, I just want to yes, confirm. because you remember there's a budget constraint, and there was even a threat that you know the budget of the police was going to be cut. Remember, even um, people like uh, Mr. Albert M.C. Albert Street complained from the, D- the DA shadow minister in parliament, said, you know, should you do this, you are killing South Africa in terms of fighting the scourge of gender-based violence. So one of the elements is that, that hence we're engaging them to say, look, these are the, some of the uh, quick wins that, like I've said when I started this discussion, and uh, almost uh, that time when we started at the beginning of the top of the hour, to say, look, there are quick wins that we can do it. There are quick wins that, you know, when you send forensic investigators, don't send those people with novices uh, who are, don't even know that can even tamper with evidence. Send those people with expertise in the field. Make sure that, you know, you bring the best. When there was a recruitment campaign at one stage by the police to say, those with expertise who have left the force should come back and they'll recruit them back. And we were glad that, you know, that will happen as a yeah. commission. Okay, fantastic. Look, so now we're going to wrap up because we have to go for pre is from the Commission for Gender Equality. That is a Chapter 9 institution that is set up by the Constitution of South Africa. It is on par with the South African Human Rights Commission and, of course, also the Office of the Public Protector. You guys are out there. You are watching our back, doing it for the citizens, looking at what should be done. Chavu, thank you so much for joining us. You're most welcome. Thank you and good night to our listeners.